At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 639th episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Today is Farmer Friday, a quick gardening tidbit. Each episode will feature less than 10 minutes of essential content for growing success. Today, we're talking with Nicole Janetta, a Backyard Bounty podcast about getting started with keeping bees. Welcome, Nicole. Well, hello. Thank you for having me today. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. It's great to see your smiling face. I know you guys out there are only hearing her smiling face, but it's a <laughs> it's a great smile you have there. So today <laughs> we're talking- my blushing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That too. Today we're talking about keeping bees. And before we started, I said, I know virtually nothing about keeping bees. So I'm particularly interested in hearing what we have to share. Sure. You know, a lot of folks are interested in becoming beekeepers, and I think that that's wonderful, but there certainly is a learning curve. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that the more work that you put in ahead of time, the more successful you'll be. So I have some six steps or six tips of things that you should do before keeping bees. Awesome. So this is the before we get started checklist. Well, I guess five of them are before we get started. And then six is a suggestion when you get started. Excellent. (laughs) Let's go. What's number one? So number one would be check your local laws. Unfortunately, there are a number of places, if you live in in the suburbs especially, that might not allow bees. And so it would be unfortunate to invest all of that time and money and excitement just to have issues or potentially have to get rid of them. So I think a, a lot of people are surprised to learn that there are actually some potential legal restrictions on keeping bees. So I think that that is probably the first place to start. Now to overcome that, if you can't have them in your backyard, maybe you can ask around, coworker, friends, things like that. Maybe somebody has some space that you could keep them. So that's not necessarily going to stop you on your beekeeping journey, but an important point to consider. And then the next step after that, once you've decided that you can have bees, is to join your local beekeeping club. And I always suggest that people do that a year in advance before looking into getting bees. Because Oh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You know, beekeeping's not just during the summer. <laughs> it's it's a year-round event. So if you can start a year ahead of time, then you can see the entire year, the whole process, what it looks like from start to finish, give you a little bit better idea of what you're getting into, what you need to learn, the equipment that you'll need. And it's also okay to decide once you start looking into it more that maybe it's not right for you. So by joining your beekeeping club and, and getting involved, you can decide whether or not it is something that's 
that's worth pursuing. And then expanding on that would be to join a beekeeping class. A lot of beekeeping clubs offer a beginner's beekeeping class. If they don't, then look around. There's also some good ones online. A lot of, or maybe not a lot of universities, but there's a few universities. I can think of offhand the University of Montana offers a beginner's beekeeping class, and, and there's some other ones as well. I know that Cornell University was working on a, a beginner's level class class also. So beginner's classes are another great way, a great way to learn. And then in addition to that, read. Read lots of books, read online, read anywhere that you can read, gather as much knowledge and information. I always like to throw in the disclaimer of read with discretion because the internet's a big place and, <laughs> and a lot of folks can maybe unintentionally with the best intent share some information that might not be correct. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is you can't always believe everything that's on the internet. Right. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Boom, boom. So, you know, read as much as you can, but just keep that in mind. Source your information appropriately. And then if you're, if you're still want to get bees, you think you're ready to dive in. I tell folks to just buy the basics. A lot of times you can find a, a beginner's beginning beekeeping, I'm sorry, beginning beekeepers like bundle sort of thing from the beekeeping supplies. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of options, a lot of different hive styles, a lot of different uh, equipment configurations, and it can very quickly get overwhelming, that whole information overload thing. But if you can just pick up a beginning beekeeper's kit, they make it easy. They give you everything that you need. And then you can start out with just the basics. And later on down the road, if you want to branch out and try something else, that's fine. But don't let the options overwhelm you. Start small and go from there. And then my sixth suggestion, once you are ready to start diving into beekeeping, would be to really pay attention and consider your options when actually purchasing the bees. You can buy bees in a couple different configurations, if you will. You could potentially buy a a beehive, like just the whole beehive with bees in it, ready to go. Another common way to get started would be to buy a package of bees, which are just bees in a little wire box that you would then literally dump into a beehive or a nuke. And a nuke is basically a miniature hive that has queen and some bees and and they're already making their little wax and laying eggs and everything. And if you can find it, I always think that a package is the best way to go for a number of reasons that I could talk much longer than 10 minutes about. (laughs) It does cost a little bit more, but it gives you a better start. So when you say package, so you mentioned three three ways to buy bees. You can buy a hive. So somebody in your neighborhood or city has a hive, you actually buy the hive. Or mm-hmm. you can buy a queen or you can buy a nuke. Which one of those is a package? So the package would be, it's like a, a wire box or, you know, wire package mm-hmm. of bees with a queen in it. The problem with that and why it's not my favorite is that queen is not related to those bees that are in the in the package. And so you have to leave the queen locked up in her little miniature cage that's inside of that package and hope that the bees will accept her when she finally comes out of that little package. Wow. 
but you know they're they're not all related generally they're a large scale beekeeper that just kind of threw everybody in there 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 can be some potential uh, issues in shipping the queen could potentially if she gets too hot she could die or lose mm-hmm. fertility so the nukes are are generally a, a better way to start the queens related to everybody or at least already what's the word i'm looking for already associated with them they've already yeah come into contact and, and may, they're working together. She's already laying eggs. They're already drying wax. So that's definitely a, you know, you just take the frames out of the nuke, put them in the hive. It's just an easier process overall. Got it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your information with us today. Of course. I, I It's kind of a broad overview, but hopefully it'll help some folks interested in beekeeping get started in the right direction. Exactly. Exactly. Now you have a podcast. Tell us about your podcast and where we can find you. I do. It's called Backyard Bounty and it's available on all podcast players. It's also on YouTube and you could also listen to it on my website, which is heritageacresmarket.com. Focuses on all kinds of topics for new and aspiring hobby farmers, everything from beekeeping to backyard chickens, gardening. And I make sure that we only have the best guests and we had you on the show recently. So definitely check out that episode. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much. Email, social media. You can pretty much find me everywhere online on all the socials at Heritage Acres Market. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.